0: Welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my look at the 2001 mind-bending movie Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal's breakthrough movie. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see this in a cinema back in 2001 because it was in and out of the cinema in a matter of days, if not weeks. However, I did write this as soon as it came out on DVD and I watched this thing three times just to get into the movie. Then I fell in love with this and I told all my friends to see this as this is generally a must-see movie. I have now seen this movie dozens of times, and I still love it. I even love the director's cut, which adds more layers and yet more great visuals. So with that, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? And it's on for the show! Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal, James DeVal, Mary McDowell, Jenna Malone, Patrick Swayze, Noah Wiley and Drew Barrymore, directed by Richard Kelly. The plot, a troubled teen, has visions of a six-foot rabbit that gets him to commit crimes after narrowly escaping with his life after a bizarre accident. Can his shrink help him get grips to reality before something serious happens? The movie opens and we see a teenager laying in the middle of the road alongside his mountain bike. As he awakens, we meet Donnie Darko, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. As he cycles into town, we see it's almost Halloween 1988. We then meet his father, Eddie Darko, played by Holmes Osborne, and his sister, Elizabeth Darko, played by real-life sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal. As Donnie pulls up into his driveway in his bike, or on his bike rather, we see his little sister, Samantha Darko, played by DeVague Chase, as she bounces on a trampoline, and his mother, Rose Darko, played by Mary McDowell of Independence Day fame and Battlestar Galactica as she reads Stephen King's it by chugging some chardonnay at god knows what time in the morning so she's a lush then. Later that night at the family meal the family discuss politics and then Donny and Elizabeth have a name calling contest it's here we find out Donny sees a shrink. Much later that night we find Donny sleepwalks and is a bit of a prankster. We also see he isn't on good terms with his mother. And we also find out he is off his meds, although he just seems like a normal teenager to me. All he does is sleepwalk, or in his case, sleep cycle. What's the big deal with that one? Why medicate somebody who sleepwalks is beyond me. But he ho In the hour- early hours of the morning on the 2nd of October 1988, Donny is awakened from his sleep by a strange voice. As he walks through the house, stopping by the fridge to pick up a marker pen, he hears the voice tell him to come closer. Then we see Donny is wide awake staying at a 6 foot bunny rabbit at the local golf course. Telling him that in 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds, his world will end. Back at the house, as the older sister sneaks in from her date, a plane engine falls in the house, totally destroying Donnie's bedroom. Luckily for him, he's still asleep at the 18th hall of the local golf course and is awakened by local celebrity Jim Cunningham, played by Patrick Swayze. As Donnie notes on his hand, he has 2806 written on his arm in marker pen. Back at the house, it's cornered off by police and firemen as Downey arrives to a media circus as EMTs remove the plane engine from the house. With that, the FAA usher away the parents and get them to sign an on disclosure form, and they're told to be taken care of as they investigate. We also hear on the news that no airline is taking responsibility for the airplane engine as nobody knows where it came from. The next morning at the bus stop, We find out Donnie is now a minor celebrity. As the school bullies pick on Charita Chen, played by Jolene Purdy. At the school, the high school that is from everything, including fucking faculty and Halloween 6. Hollywood, get another bloody high school. As Tees for Fears plays, we are shown around at the school in some fast-forward effects. We see Kitty Farmer, played by Beth Grant, the local Bible basher slash PE teacher, or gym teacher for my American listeners, Seth Devlin, played by Alex Greenwald, the high school bully who's also a cokehead, who was out for Donnie for no apparent reason, and numerous other students and people. Outside, we meet Professor Kenneth Manoff, played by ER's Noah Wiley, and English teacher Karen Pomeroy, played by Drew Barrymore, as Principal Cole, played by David Morland, show Jim Cunningham and Kitty Farmer around the school. Ms Pomeroy teaches. Graham Greene's The Destructors to a disinterested class. Then she asks Donnie what he thinks of it with him saying destruction is a form of creation and all they wanted to see is what happens when the world is torn apart. In walks the new girl Gretchen Ross played by Jenna Malone as she is told to sit next to the boy she thinks is the cutest so with that she picks Donnie and a love story is born which is all very of Romeo and Juliet. Driving Back from school later that day, Donnie's dad tells Donnie he signed a letter saying he can't talk about the incident even though there's no re- point because they have no idea what's happening anyway. So that's utterly redundant. Almost knocking down a local nut job, Roberta Sparrow, aka Grandma Death, played by Patience Cleveland, as she's standing out the of the road waiting for a letter that may never come. We see Donnie with his shrink, Dr. Thurman, played by Catherine Ross, as he discusses his new friend, Frank, played by James DeVal. The invisible six-foot bunny rabbit, which is all very Harvey. That Frank tells him the world is coming to an end really soon. The next day, we see Jim Cunningham on TV doing one of these ridiculous 80s, 90s self-help cult videos in all its late 80s cheese-tastic glory to a bored classroom. Spot Seth Rogen in the background of the class for once not playing a stoner, although earlier, as I said, his friend is snorting coke, so I guess he was stereotyped from... Your are dot then. Later at night, Donnie is awakened from his sleep again by Frank and he tells him to flood the school by bursting the main pipe with a fire axe. Next morning, Donnie and company find out the f- school is flooded, cut to the school as water is pouring out everywhere. While outside the school, the school mascot, which is a bronze bulldog, has an axe stuck in its head with They Made Me Do It spray-painted under its feet and how the fuck did he get the axe in that thing is beyond me. Smirking on his way home, Donny rescues Gretchen from the high school bullies and then walks her home. We found out Donny has a history of being a prankster. Also, Gretchen Ross isn't her real name. They had to change it due to her stepfather stabbing her mother four times in the chest, and we also find out that Donny is a pyromaniac, making me thinking that Gretchen is actually a figment of Donny's imagination because only he seems to see her, Um, and when she does get picked on, she is around him so is she part of his imagination or not so donnie bucks up the courage to ask her out and this is all very romeo and Juliet. which of course she says yes even though she knows that person for less than four hours hmm. back at his shrink op- office she tries to hypnotize donnie to find out more about frank unfortunately donnie talks about gretchen and almost masturbates in front of the shrink so she snaps him out of it the next day at school the principal make all the boys write. they made me do it on a blackboard now then, a blackboard, for my younger listeners, is a board which is black, which you can write on using chalk. In fact, it's very much like a whiteboard, except this thing is not touch-sensitive. In the boys' toilet, uh, the school bully pulls out a flick blade, and what is it with the fucking 80s and flip every bad boy had one, and threatened to slit Donnie's throat with it. Later that day, Donnie is hanging out with his friends, shooting bottles with a BB gun, and they're also discussing how much of a slut Smurfette was, you know, normal teen guy talk I guess, I guess that's what you do before the internet, it pops up you talk about smurfettes, oh dear god. <clears throat> While his parents are at a PTA meeting about the flood, Donny has a panic attack, so goes onto his toilet to take his pills when he hears Frank telling him he got away with it. Meanwhile, at the PTA meeting, Ms Farmer blames the English book The Destructors for the flooding wanting the book banned. Back in the toilet, Donny finds out Frank has a foot around him, which freaks him out a little. i got to say here, if I saw a six-foot bunny rabbit with a foot around him, I would have freaked the fuck right out. <laughs> medication or not medication. Frank tells him he can now train travel. The next day at school, yet more of Cunningham's bullshit cult crap is shown on TV and spot that Jim Cunningham's a little bit too touchy-feel of the boy on the videotape. Ms Farmer tries to teach the bullshit as a moral dilemma, with everything being black or white. Or in this case, love or hate. So in this cult there is no such thing as a grey area then. Donny Huber points points us out that this is stupid and tells us how to stick that card up our arse and is in deep trouble with the the teacher or principal. As he's suspended for six months. Yet the following Monday he's back at school. And where he asks Professor Pontiff Monitiff rather sorry. About time travel, and they discuss Einstein's theory of time travel and wormholes, also back to the future for some reason, and the professor gives Donnie the book, The Philosophy of Time Travel, written by Roberta Sparrow, aka Grandma Death. That night, at the family dinner, Donnie discusses the book and Grandma Death, with, her, with his mother saying, she's thinking rich, if a bit kooky. At the shrink's office, Donnie again discusses Frank, and this time Grandma Death, and the book, saying what... She has said, "Sorry." Also, saying what she said to him that time, he almost run over on a road. That every living thing dies alone, and he is now in fact afraid of death. Two so days later, while watching American football on TV, Donny falls asleep and dreams. He sees people's wormholes come from their chests, which leads him to their greatest desire, such as in his dad's case, beer from the fridge. Donny Donny leads him to the gun in his father's closet. The next day. Donnie's parents are discussing Donnie with the shrink. Hello, doctor, patient confidentiality. Hello, love, you know, mm, suing. She tells them he can't deal with reality and talks about Frank. And also, that he has a fear of death. I Mind mean, you, what person isn't a fear of death? Jesus jinx. In the meantime, Donnie arms himself with a knife and stabs Frank in the eye multiple times. As shrink tells the parents Donnie is paranoid schizophrenic. The next day, Jim Cunningham is holding a meeting for all the people in the town trying to sell yet more of his cult BS crap. So when Donnie sees right through his bullshit, he stands up to it and again is put in trouble. Story of America right there. Look at Donald Trump. He fed the people a bill of goods bullshit and they fell for a line and sinker. When all he needed was one person to point out his bullshit and lies, stand up against his Nazi-esque voters and then run against him. Jesus Christ, wake up America, moving on. Later that night, while on a date, Donnie tells Gretchen about Grandma's Death. Also, he's been seeing things that are in the books. therefore she must be right. A few days later, while walking from school, Donnie finds Jim Cunningham's wallet outside his house, with Frank saying, you now know where he lives. At the shrinks, Donnie explains the wormholes coming from people's chests, to shrink shrink. nobody thinks he's bugnuts saying his has led to his gun and his dad's closet. After Gretchen gets embarrassed at school the next day, uh, her and Donnie share their first kiss. They go to the cinema to watch Evil Dead for one dollar each. Real America, a dollar each? In an empty cinema, uh, while Gretchen falls asleep, Frank appears as Donnie asks, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? With Frank answering, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? He gets Frank to take off his helmet, mask, and it shows Frank as a teenager of blood pouring out one of his eyes. Frank shows Donnie Cunningham's house on its cinema screen and then tells him to burn the place down. At school, during a talent show before Halloween, Aunty e. sings to Them" before Christmas. Donnie's little sister performs a dance routine that they have shown being practiced throughout the movie, and it's all kinds of wrong Too Notorious by Duran Duran. As Donnie breaks in and torches Cunningham's house, finning a hidden room full of children porn. Or kiddie porn, rather. So much for a pure, innocent, good hearted soul only out for helping others? Yeah, bullshit. The following day, Miss Pomeroy is hauled into the head teachers that's Dean or Principal's office, and is fired for not toying the party line. And for teaching the book, the destructors blaming her for the fire. Over a time we hear Sparkle Motion has a won a trip to Los Angeles to appear on the Eggman TV show. Unfortunately, uh, Ms Farmer finds out about Cunningham's arrest in a paper and of course goes into immediate denial mode because that's all big bashers do when they find out their couple is a fucking fraud. So, Ms Farmer goes hat in hand to Donnie's mother so she can spearhead Cunningham's defence to ask if she can take Sparkle Motion to Los Angeles that being Donnie's little sister's dance troupe. While she raises money, not believing that the truth about Cunningham being a paedophile, and earlier in the movie she called Donnie's mother a useless excuse for a mother, as Donnie's a bit off, so she has to beg and crawl to get her approval. So finding his mother in his room, Donnie is told about the Los Angeles trip, that Elizabeth will be in charge, and she thinks Donnie is a wonderful person for being slightly off. Donnie then writes Grandma Death a letter. Meanwhile, in the school on Ms. Pomeroy's last day, she leaves them with two words, cellar door, which she says are the two most beautiful words ever written. After being nice to Chen, Donnie finds out she has a crush on him and tells him everything's going to be alright Just stand up to the bullies. Donnie has a session with his shrink while he tells her he flooded the school and set fire to Cunningham's house when under hypnosis. Also that he is afraid of Frank, that he thinks he's going to kill him. Also he can time travel, god no wonder she thinks the guy's bugs nuts, and he comes too when she snaps his fingers to him. With one day left, and his sister getting into Harvard, Donny throws a Halloween party which quickly gets out of hand. Dressed as a skeleton, Donny opens the door to a tearful Gretchen, saying her mon- mother is now gone. So as Joy Division plays, Love will tear, tear us apart, They sneak up to Donnie's bedroom where they have sex, after Gretchen says she fears for her life that her mum may be dead at her stepfather's hands. Again, is she a figment of Donnie's imagination? Because, you know, when I actually see the mother, or where she stays, it just says in Donnie's mind they immediately have sex after knowing each other for less than, I don't know, 20 or so days. With six hours left, Donnie's mother calls, saying, she'll catch the red eye and be home by 8.30am. Feeling dizzy, Donnie finds a note from Frank saying he's gone for beers. As Donnie sees everyone's wormholes, he takes Gretchen outside to go to Grandma Dave's house. So off go Donnie, Gretchen and his friends to Grandma Dave's house, where they enter through her cellar door. Looking around, they're jumped by the cokehead school bully and his lackey Seth Rogen, who runs off after the school bully holds Donnie at knife point as Frank cars car speeds down the road, barely missing Grandma Death, however running Gretchen over. As Frank gets out of the car with his stunned Fred, Donnie shoots him in the eye with his dad's gun. Donnie car- carries Gretchen's body back home, while there he kisses his sister goodbye, takes the car keys and sees a wormhole appearing over his bedroom, so drives off to see the weird clouds forming over his house. Meanwhile, on red eye, his mother's and little sisters planes hits turbulence as his engine falls through the wormhole we see time rewinding as Donny sits in the car with gretchen's dead body as time rewinds we hear in voiceover what donnie wrote to grandma death saying that he isn't afraid of death anymore and he is now accepting of his fate lying in bed laughing as the plane's engines fall through the roof killing him Time goes back to the 2nd of October 1988, Donny is dead, his shrink awakes up from a nightmare as Mad World plays. As we see all the town folk crying over something including Jim Cunningham surrounded by Kitty porn crying into his hands. Donny's body is taken away as Gretchen rides her bike past asking what happens as credits roll. So that was Donny Darko, still to me one of the best movies of the nineties. A great mind-bending story about fate, love and God's plan. This thing still holds up, 10 out of 10. If you have never seen this before, watch it now. And then watch it again and again and again. Come back next week for S Darko, then the following week, a name before Christmas, December is festive fights with a look at Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, This Weapon 1 and Batman Returns. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, all over case. Follow me on SoundCloud and email what you think of my podcast to here's Johnny's reviews at gmail.com. All the work again. Plus, check out my other podcasts such as Omen Franchise, The grandma Franchise, Black Christmas, The Shining, and a Psycho Franchise, plus dozens more. A goodbye. Oh, and why are you wearing that stupid man suit?